0: Oh, it is so good to see you here, my friends. Welcome back to another audio adventure here on Insight. I'm CVV Chris Van Vliet. You already knew that, though, because it's the name of the show, Insight with Chris Van Vliet. But welcome to Ask CVV number seven and episode number 488, which is so crazy to say out loud. Episode number 488 as we inch closer to episode number 500. I still do not have a huge guest booked for episode 500, so we're either going to go one of two ways here. We're either going to like knock it out of the park with a huge guest, oh my gosh, can you believe we got so-and-so for episode number 500, or it's going to be like, yeah, it's just another episode. Here's episode number 500, and it's on to the next one after this, 501, 502, and so on and so on. So we'll see. We'll see how this all shakes out. If this is your first ever Ask CVV episode and you want to include a question on the next one, it's simple. Just send it with the hashtag #AskCVV on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook and we'll get to it here. We'll answer pretty much anything. We're talking about a bunch of different topics. But if you're not already following the show, please click like or follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this right now. I know we got a lot of new listeners with the big interviews that we've had this month. This is actually the biggest month ever for the podcast. We were I think the number 8 wrestling podcast in the world earlier this week. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you have LA Knight yeah on the show with you. I mean, he is white hot right now to take a quote from him. If you listen to the episode, I'm like, "Man, you are red hot right now." And he's like, "Ah, oh, if, if I'm red hot, I want to be white hot." But that was a Perfect guest at the perfect time. So if you're new to the show, please click subscribe. And you won't want to miss any of the big guests that we have coming up in the next little bit. Also, if you're not following me on social media, it'd be awesome if we connected on there. At Chris Van Vliet on all platforms except for TikTok. At Chris.Van Vliet if you're on TikTok. And thank you because we just reached 300,000 followers on TikTok. Last week. All right, let's dive into this. We've got a bunch of questions here. Thank you to everyone who submitted questions for Ask CVV. This is always one of the best episodes that we do every month. And I know that we had some great guests this month, that we've had some killer guests this year, and we're going to talk about that. One of the questions, actually, the third question here is about that. But these are the best because it's just me and you hanging out, whether you're driving to or from work, maybe you are working. Maybe you're working out, walking the dog, just hanging out. Whatever it is, it's just me and you hanging out. And I so appreciate you that. Uh, pre- I so appreciate you for that. So the first question here is from the King BDJ on Instagram. He says, "I loved your interview with LA Knight. Yeah, how would you feel if Logan Paul won Money in the Bank?" That is a very interesting question because. I feel like leading into this, it was like, man, the odds on favorite to win this is for sure LA Night. In fact, you can put your money where your mouth is, mybookie.ag, use the code CVV. You'll get an additional 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. But he's the odds on favorite. If you want to make a little bit of money on this, mybookie.ag. Of course, the, the promo code is CVV. Nice little plug there. Thank you for supporting the show. But I feel like. It seemed like Damian Priest could make sense to win that match with what happened this week. And then Logan Paul's thrown into the equation. It's like, well, yeah, there's a lot of eyes on Logan Paul. But so to answer your direct question, how would I feel if Logan Paul won? I would feel surprised because I still believe that this is LA Knight's game. Yeah, I feel like LA Knight should be the one winning this match. He is so organically hot and so organically over going into this, and if you think about it, LA Knight's not even officially a babyface. LA Knight's, like, technically, on paper, a heel. And he's getting the biggest crowd reactions in WWE. So he is the biggest babyface in terms of the reactions that he's getting. WWE would be making a massive mistake if LA Knight doesn't win the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. I would have to guess, if we're going to take it one step beyond this and assume that he does win and on Saturday... I just think that unfortunately they make him cash in on Seth Rollins, which is great. Like Eli Drake was a world champion in impact wrestling. And a lot of people forget that. A lot of people say, man, LA Knight deserves a world title. Well, LA Knight has won a title as Eli Drake. So I I feel like LA Knight should go. I mean, the Roman Roman Reigns, LA Knight would actually be a really interesting match. Big heel versus massive baby face. Put them together. Obviously, you'd have to switch over, but I mean, just that would that would make so much sense. I don't know if that's going to happen. I feel like it's gonna be him and Seth. But give LA Knight the briefcase and let him cook. Woo! Thank you for the great question. Stephen A says, What did you think of Forbidden Door? And what was your favorite match? Forbidden Door, top to bottom, was just such a great card, stacked card from top to bottom. And Last year, I was so excited about the concept of Forbidden Door because it's funny to think it wasn't that long ago when AEW people wrestled in AEW, Impact people wrestled in Impact, and New Japan people wrestled in New Japan. And when they opened up that Forbidden Door, when first it was Impact to AEW and vice versa, then they opened up again with New Japan, that was like, oh my gosh, we've got all these dream matches that are possible now. And Forbidden Door last year was solid but I don't think it gave us any of those like, oh my God matches, like any of those like, what would happen if this person took on this person? But that's what we saw this year. And there were just so many great matches top to bottom. To answer the question of what was your favorite match, I think it's pretty obvious there. Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay stole the show. And if you listen to my interview with Will Ospreay, I'm a fan of the work that he does. So I feel like it was just such a great chance for fans that live in the United States and, and North America because obviously this took place in my hometown in Canada in Toronto it was just a great opportunity because I think there's a lot of people who haven't who are aware of Will Osprey and maybe they've seen some of his clips on Instagram or TikTok or Twitter or YouTube but I don't think there's a lot of people in North America that have seen a full Will Osprey match so this was such a great introduction to who Will Ospreay is and what he's all about. So that match was so, so good. And I don't know how they're going to top that. That's a clear contender for match of the year, if you ask me. And speaking of match of the year and like match ratings, a little tease for you. Next week, we've got Dave Meltzer on the show and we talk all about star ratings. And I'm like, Dave, how has Kurt Angle not ever had a five-star match? How has Chris Benoit never had a five-star match? How is, you know, the list goes on and on and on. How was my favorite match of all time, The Rock versus Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania 2018, how was that a three-star match? So a little teaser for you, since we're talking about star ratings. We've got lots more to get to here, but as you know, LA Knight is the odds-on favorite to win the men's Money in the Bank ladder match. But how about you make a little money with this? At MyBookie, you can turn your WWE knowledge into actual cash. MyBookie is the premier place to bet on combat sports. So we're talking UFC, boxing, and yes, WWE. So if you think LA Knight is gonna win the Men's Money in the Bank ladder match, yeah! You can place a bet on that. If you think that Cody's gonna beat Dom, or if you think that Seth Rollins is gonna beat Finn Balor, you can bet on those matches. You can bet on all of the matches at Money in the Bank. And that's not all, if you use my promo code CBV at mybookie.ag. With your first deposit, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put in, let's say, $100, bucks, you will get an additional 50 bucks to bet on on the house. So sign up using my promo code CBV at mybookie.ag. Place your bets and walk away with your own money in the bank. Curtis Santiago at Santiago0619. On Twitter says, what's your favorite guest so far this year? Mm. It's been a really good year. It's been such a great year so far. And we are officially at the halfway mark here, which is crazy. But I would say that my favorite guest this year has been The Undertaker. And it's going to be tough to top The Undertaker because that's an interview that I'd wanted to do for years. I mean, when you think of the all-time greats in the WWE, The Undertaker is one of the names that immediately pops into your head. And I didn't just get him for like two minutes or five minutes. We talked for like 20, whatever it was, 23, 24 minutes. So a great conversation with someone who is so humble for everything that he's accomplished. So humble. And you heard at the end of that interview, you listened to it. He goes, I would love to do another one with you. And I said, let's do the next one in person. And he says, absolutely. I'm a man of my words. So... Maybe that, maybe that means The Undertaker can be episode number 500. Ooh, could we make that happen? I guess we'll see. But that would be a really tough one to top. So The Undertaker, definitely up there. I would love to do the next one in person. So let's see. Travis says, I saw on Instagram that you've already seen the new Mission Impossible movie. What did you think of it? It's true. I went to a screening on Tuesday of this week of Mission Impossible... Dead Reckoning Part One, and it was first of all, it was so cool to be able to see that at the Paramount lot in Hollywood. It was good. And the review embargo does not lift until July 5th, so I can't give you, like, a full review of everything that happens in the film. I'll say it's good, but it's not great. And I hate to say that. I liked it, but I didn't love it. Don't get me wrong. The action is insane. The stunts, you've seen the motorcycle stunt, and if you haven't, Tom Cruise rides a motorcycle off of a cliff and then base jumps (laughs) off of the motorcycle as it's falling. That's just crazy. And the way that they work that into the narrative of the film is just so impressive. That's badass. There's actually a train sequence and a stunt they do on the train, which I think is actually a more impressive stunt and like a bigger set piece for the movie. All that is so good. The storyline, though, being centered around AI and this thing that can see and hear you at all points in time, but they've got to track this down. It's just a bit silly. And there were my friend Christian Harloff, who I was just a guest on his podcast called The Big Thing. He said there were like some moments in the film that felt very fast and furious ish. And I like, I tend to agree with him, not as far fetched. As fast and furious but there's just a few moments where you're like i don't know mission impossible six mission impossible fallout was so good and the bar was set so high on that one that it was going to be hard for them to live up to it with this one but it's just it's good like i'm not going to give you a full rating here i'm just saying it's it's good but not great if you're going in for a popcorn flick and you're looking to just be entertained you're going to have a great time. So go see it when it comes out on July 12th and just be prepared to be entertained because it is highly entertaining. Matt White, who is at Matty Ice on Twitter says, any advice for aspiring sports slash wrestling podcasters and content creators? Yeah, I love getting questions like this because we live in a time right now where it is possible for anyone to be a creator. You can just pick up your phone, hit record, and you could turn that into a podcast. You could pick up your phone, hit record, boom! That's a TikTok, that's an Instagram, that's a YouTube video. And I love that. I think, though, that it's a crowded space. And I think that the first thing you got to do is find a way to stand out. So if you're looking to be in the sports or the wrestling space, find a way to stand out. With that said, though, find somebody who you look up to, who is crushing it, And reverse engineer how they got there and what they're doing and find your way to put your own spin on it. Nobody's reinventing the wheel here. Everybody's doing a version of something that's already been done in some sort of way. But I would say find a way to be unique and be authentic. People can see right through you if you're not being authentic. So you may have seen the tweets that I put out and also, I, I kind of tease this on Instagram. I'm building something out with my good friend Travis Chapel, who is just a killer when it comes to content creation and podcasting. We're building something out here to help people like you who are looking to either start a podcast or start a YouTube channel or if you have one and you really want to grow it and you want to be a full-time content creator, we're building something out so we can work together to help you give to help give you the tools that you need to be a successful creator. So, Keep an eye out for that. I would say in the next month. And I'm really excited about this because it's truly a chance that we can finally work together. And anybody who wants to reach out and uh, find out more information about this kind of early, send me an email, cvv at chrisfamily.com, cvv at chrisfamily.com, or send me a DM. And I'll give you a little bit more info about it. But there's going to be an opportunity for us to work together and all will be full-time creators together. Joshua Culver says, when you're doing promotional interviews, like the Chris Hemsworth one, how do you come up with topics to squeeze in so the subject isn't answering the same 10 questions that they've been asked a million times? That's a really good question right there, Joshua. And the thing is, you've only got like four minutes usually. So that interview with Chris Hemsworth is about four minutes. And you know, he's going to be asked about the action and extraction too. And that, that interview is on... On the podcast. It's also on my YouTube channel if you want to go check it out. You know, there's certain things that he's going to be asked about, and you know there's certain like talking points that are going to really help to sell the film. And I think it's just about a way of like asking a question in a way that it's never been asked before. So if you can ask a question in a different way, that will evoke a different response. And the quality of your life is the quality of the questions that you ask. So if you're not liking the answers that you're getting, whether that's in an interview or just in life in general. Start asking better questions. What I like to do for movies in particular is I like to like try to find a quote or a moment in the film that I can relate back to their personal or their professional life. And I think that that's an interesting way of being able to tie in the movie that they want to promote and also tie in like an interesting spin on that. And of course, with Chris Hemsworth, you know, we're wrestling fans here. There's the rumors that, you know, he's going to be Hulk Hogan in this film. Of course, I had to get an update on that. Although the update wasn't, you know, really much, but it was an update of some sort. So, of course, when you've got Chris Hemsworth sitting in front of you, you've got to ask a question like that. And I just figured, you know, let's just... I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Hulk Hogan. I'm a fan of pro wrestling. I'm of course, a fan of Chris Hemsworth. Let's put that all together. Let's make this film, baby. So it sounds like it may still possibly... Be happening? I just don't know when. Let's take a sip of water here. If you know me, my favorite beverage is water. I <clears throat> Love it. The kid, Mikey Wilkes, who is at Kid Wilkes on Twitter, says, "I want to ask CVV, what is the most important thing to build a brand? The most important thing to building a brand is authenticity. You gotta be you. You can't pretend to be something that you're not." And I think that uh, that it may take some time to figure out like what your lane is and where you fit in. But I think that's the most important thing. And kind of piggybacking off of that and also just being a content creator in general is y- if you want to sound authentic and be authentic, I think you got to get used to hearing yourself, whether you're on a podcast or seeing yourself and then also hearing yourself in a video. Because yeah, <laughs> That's the biggest that's a that's a huge step towards like becoming authentic is you you think that you sound a certain way and then you see yourself in a video and you hear yourself in a video and you're like oh my gosh do I really sound like that? Yeah. That is your voice. The rest of the world hears you just like that. So I I think that that's the most important step that you need to take is like get used to like being who you are. And if, and it takes some time. I would say just put, you know, we've all got these supercomputers and these cameras that live in our pocket all day. Take it out and just start to like, get used to seeing yourself on camera. Just start filming videos, just talking right to the camera and going, yeah, okay, I do that thing with my eye when I talk or I, my lip curls a little bit when I talk. So authenticity is the key. Thank you for the question. The Kid, Mikey Wilkes. Jason almeida 0522 what is the best way to grow your professional network and build connections that last? Man, another great question about this. And this is all going to end up tying into the thing that I'm building right now that we'll be announcing in about a month here, where you can be a full time creator and figure that out. And we can work together to see what is the best possibility for you to grow your content. But I would say to answer your question here, Jason, the best way to grow your professional network and build connections that last is lead with value. So often people are looking at what's in it for me. And I get a lot of emails from people that are basically like, here's the thing that you can do for me. And I think it needs to be the other way around. It needs to be, here's the thing that I can do for you. Is there anything that I can do to in turn help you? So I think just lead with value. Lead with as much value as you possibly can. So I'll give you an example. If I was looking to have a a guest on my podcast, instead of saying like, dear so-and-so, I have this podcast, could you come be a guest on it? Which is basically saying like, hello, very important person. Could you give me an hour of your time? And I mean, an hour of their time is obviously, you know, tremendously valuable. I would instead say like, I have this podcast, some of my previous guests include. It gets X amount of downloads on the audio version, X amount of watches or plays, views (laughs) on YouTube. My two YouTube channels combined have 630,000 subscribers. Like, here's all the value of like, if you give me an hour of your time, and I know that your time is very valuable and there's a lot of things you could be filling that with, but if you are willing to give me an hour of your time Here's the exposure that I could give you in exchange for that. And that may lead to all of these other opportunities for you. So the short answer is lead with value. Jacob Grandi, who is at JG Pro Wrestling on Twitter. I love the term vague goals get vague results. Where'd you get that from? And do you have any other motivational quotes? I mean, if you've been listening to the show for a while, You know that I love quotes. And I end every episode with a quote at the very end of the podcast version of these. I love quotes. And one that I've been saying a lot recently, and I actually said it to the man himself. This is a quote from Arnold Schwarzenegger. I said this to him when I interviewed him like a month and a bit ago, is you either get results or you can either have results or excuses. You can have both. And that one sticks out to me so much because that can be applied to like anything in life. You could apply that to fitness. You know, it's results or excuses. You're going to go to the gym or not. If you do go to the gym, you're going to get results. If you don't go to the gym, well, you've got an excuse, but you can't have both. That could be content creation. Are you going to do it or not? You're going to do it and get the results, or you're not going to do it. You're going to make an excuse and not do it. It applies to everything. So that's one quote that's really been rattling around in my head a lot lately, and hopefully one that means something to you. Results or excuses. You can't have both. CM Funk (laughs) at Holden 00011. Have you ever considered stepping into the ring and having a wrestling match or matches? Yes, 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 I have. In fact, when I was 16, I was a backyard wrestler. Chris Sharp was my name. Sharp talking, sharp walking, sharp dressing. So I was a backyard wrestler for like two years. There's videos. If you want to really dig deep on the internet, you can find those. And my goal was to be a pro wrestler. And I went to wrestling school when I was in college. I went when I was 20. And I started to figure it out. If you watch that video, I mean, everyone always keys in on the last part of it where I get chopped by Sean Spears and Tyler Breeze. Everything that led up to that before that, I was taking bumps with them. I was locking it up. I was running the ropes, like I, I know the very basics from the few months that I went to wrestling school. But long story short, I was going in the middle of, I think it was it was this summer. I was going in the summer right before my junior year of college. And I just felt like I was kind of at this crossroads. Wrestling school was about half an hour from where I lived when I was living with my parents that summer. But it was about an hour and a half away, or close to an hour and a half away, like an hour 15 away from where I was at college. And I just kind of had this, like, I had to make a decision. Was it going to be school, school, or wrestling school? And I, I didn't want to do both because, speaking of quotes, I firmly believe that the man who chases two rabbits catches none. Like, Because you can't put both you know your full attention on both rabbits. You can't put your full attention on both careers. Wrestling or, in my case, it was a communication studies degree. So I just kind of had to make a decision, like, do I focus on school or do I focus on wrestling? And I chose school because I wanted to get my degree and I knew that wrestling would always be there. And I'm fortunate now that the job is communication based with you know the TV show that I still do work on, obviously podcast and content creation with YouTube and social media, but I still get to dip my toe into the wrestling world. I still get to be a ring announcer on occasion. I still get to interview some of the you know biggest wrestlers on the planet. And I have stepped into the ring. It was about 10 years ago. You can check it out on my YouTube channel. But I got involved in a match in Cleveland at Prime Wrestling. <laughs> it was so much fun. I gave a rock bottom. I gave a rock bottom to Nikki Valentino. And I got to say, I got to say, it was a pretty good rock bottom. So go check out that clip. I hit him with the rock bottom in the middle of the ring, a little bit of celebration, and it was pretty cool. I would love to hit another rock bottom. Maybe I hit one every 10 years. So maybe we... Maybe we get got another one coming up here soon. I don't know. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Any chance of getting an interview with Paul Heyman? I would love an interview with Paul Heyman. When you look at the list of the people who I haven't had conversations with, he's, you know, damn near close to the top of that list. Other people on that list include AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Kane, and there's a few others in there. Triple H would be a really good one. Vince McMahon, of course. But yeah, Paul Heyman would, I mean, look at the career that he has had. So good. And then every time you do see an interview with him, I especially love the conversations that he's had with Ariel Hawani, who is a past guest and is going to be a future guest, by the way, on Insight. When you see the interviews that they have together, it's just Paul Heyman just is not afraid to speak his mind. And also, obviously, Roman Reigns is doing an incredible job with the character work that he's doing. At least a little bit of that, you've got to thank Paul Heyman for the heel turn worked because he aligned himself with Paul Heyman and everything that's come from that, the wise man and you know him being a pretty crucial part of the bloodline. So I'd love to have a conversation with him. We are both partners of my bookie. So maybe there's some sort of tie in there as we head towards SummerSlam. So I don't know. I'll find out. Notorious DOC at basically doc on Twitter. How do you find your motivation to interview? I, I got to say, I'm just curious. I'm, I'm a naturally curious person. And I think that it stems from that. The motivation is just like, what can I learn from this person that you know, kind of selfishly I can apply to my own life? That's a really big part of it. And also, like, think of the people who I've been so fortunate to be able to spend some time with. That wouldn't happen without an interview. Like I couldn't just call up Tom Cruise or Ric Flair or I don't know Chuck Liddell and any of these people Will Osprey maybe Will Osprey but I couldn't just call up any of these people and say Hey do you want to um, have lunch for an hour and I can just talk to you about stuff they'd be like Get out of here of course not but when you throw the interview in and this goes back to the idea of like bringing value it changes everything it's the same type of conversation I would have if I went out for a beer with them but now. We get to record it. They get to promote whatever it is they want and everybody gets to hear it. So I, I really think that the motivation just comes from being naturally curious. So, really good question there. The Dominator, BJJ, this is on Instagram, says, What is your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers? Dude, if you listen to that LA Knight interview, he rattled off his Mount Rushmore like, boom, 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 boom. What was it? It was Hogan, Flair. Rock Austin, I think is what he said. And my Mount Rushmore is like very similar. And I really hadn't thought about it until I think it was five years ago. Yeah, it was, it was five years ago, almost to the day I interviewed Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair at the same time. And I was just thinking the whole day, like for me, those are two absolutes on my Mount Rushmore. I I think that anybody who's about my age would have Hogan and Flair, or maybe it's Hogan or Flair, you know, if you're didn't watch a lot of WCW because a lot of Flair's stuff later on was in WCW, but I think that they would be on your Mount Rushmore. But so for me, Hogan, Flair, The Undertaker, and then it's so tough for this last spot. Yeah, I go between Rock and Austin on this one, but I'm, I'm going to give it to Stone Cold Steve Austin because look, I love The Rock. It's obviously nothing against The Rock at all. You you know, you know the admiration that I have for The Rock. And he's always been so kind to me every time we've talked. But The Rock's wrestling career is really only like seven years, six, seven years. And I know Austin's isn't that much longer when you really think about it, but the Attitude Era owes a, you know, a huge debt of gratitude to Stone Cold Steve Austin. I wouldn't be a pro wrestling fan if it wasn't for the Austin McMahon storyline. That's the storyline that got me into wrestling. And then... It was Austin, you know, really just elevating himself during that. And it was, you know, it was Austin getting injured that allowed the rock to rise up and you know, the rock at Triple H and everything that happened there. So for me, it's it's Austin gets that last spot. So Hogan, Flair, Undertaker, and Austin. And it's not a last spot, it's just the fourth spot. So those are my those are my four people there. It's so tough though, because you can there's so many different Qualifiers for Mount Rushmore, like, you know, best Canadian, uh, Canadian Mount Rushmore, best technical Mount Rushmore. But that's, those are my four there. And I don't see them changing anytime soon. But, you know, there's a lot of other very talented people. And that's not to say that they don't deserve a spot on your Mount Rushmore. Straight gaming stuff. What's your favorite film that most people don't know about? Well, I think most people at this point know about the favorite film that they do know about. I talk about Back to the Future at great length. And that was my favorite movie of all time. I think it's a perfect film. So Back to the Future, definitely up there. I'll give you a few other ones. Like, these are like, you know, I think it's Back to the Future's number one and then it's the rest for me. Jurassic Park, certainly on there. Huge Christopher Nolan fan. So I think you could really put any of his films on there. But I think in particular, probably Inception, although Interstellar, after you watch that a few times, Matthew McConaughey scene where he comes back from the water planet, watches the video. Oh, it gets me every time. It gets me every time. And also, by the way, I can't wait to see Oppenheimer. Oh, I really hope I get an early screening of Oppenheimer. I can't wait. I've been, oh, I've been wanting to see that movie ever since they announced it. I recently rewatched The Town and I think that Ben Affleck doesn't get enough respect for being an incredible director. I mean, Argo is where he won the Oscar, but The Town and Gone Baby Gone are both such great films. And then I'll give you one more here, Ex Machina. And I love the concept of Ex Machina. If you don't know anything about it, just go and watch it. Don't read about it. Don't look at the trailer. Just go and watch it. And the, it's it's ironic because the movie in itself is a social experiment, but watching the movie also feels like a social experiment because if you watch this with somebody, you'll end up having a conversation once it's over and you'll be like, oh man, what would you do? What what should they have done? Oh, so there you go. There's there's some of my favorite films and yeah, let's, I, I hopefully can add Oppenheimer to that soon. Mike Lewis Official on Instagram. Why am I saying people's <laughs> names like I'm a ring announcer? Mike Lewis. So Mike Lewis Official on Instagram. He says, what web camera do you use for virtual interviews? Ooh, I'm thinking you might be asking this question because if, I don't know if you guys noticed or not, but over the last month, I really stepped up the webcam game. I'm really proud of this, actually. I'm a bit of a, bit of a gear nut myself, but yeah, I stepped up my game, leveled up the game with the, the camera here. So I'm now using a DSLR. Well, I was using a DSLR before, but now I'm using a much better DSLR. So I'm using... The Sony a7 IV as my camera with a Tamron, I think it's, let me look at this, 28 to 75 lens. So like a, a really good setup. And I'm, I just, I'm really happy because like, this is a camera that I've also been taking photos of my daughter on and been taking like family videos on this. And it's also been doubling as my web camera. And it was also the second camera in the Will Osprey interview and the Chavo Guerrero interview. So if you look at those interviews, It's so crisp, the colors are so good. The depth of field, where you get the blurred background behind you, but as a web camera, like it's an 11 out of 10. It's so good. And I love the, the Sony interface. You literally just plug it into your computer with a USB port and, or you plug it into the USB port and that's it. There's no software to download, there's nothing else. Just plug it in and your computer goes, oh, that's a web camera. So thank you for noticing, Mike. Thank you for noticing that we stepped it up here. I I just will put the disclaimer out here. It's not not a super cheap camera. So if you are in the market and you have a budget, the Sony a7IV, in my opinion, can't be beat. And it can be used as a video camera for podcasts because it doesn't shut off at the 30-minute mark. A lot of DSLRs are, you know, it's like this weird uh, category thing where those cameras are classified as photo cameras. So they have to shut off the video capabilities at 30 minutes or else they'll be classified as a video camera. This camera has no recording limit, which is one of the reasons that I love it. So the Sony A7 IV, you don't have to go with the same lens that I have, but it's a really great lens. And, wow, this is the final question. This is is actually from my sister-in-law, at Jessica Kristen. She is a Jessica Lynn is her real name. And what, Oh, what a sweet question here, Jess. Thank you. What is your favorite part of being a girl dad so far? So as I sit here and record this, my daughter Logan just turned one month old. And this month has flown by. It's been, you know, it's crazy. And I feel like every time we wake up or I every time I go off to work somewhere and I come back, I feel like she's gotten so much bigger. Um, the best part about it is just she has these big blue eyes. And when she looks you dead in the eye, oh my gosh, it'll melt your heart. But I, I think the thing that I'm most excited about, my favorite part about it is knowing the person that she's gonna become. And I love that. I love that uh, you know, she's a month old right now, and her entire future is in front of her and i'm so excited about that like the amount of opportunities that she has in front of her it's just that's what's so exciting about me and i'm so glad that i'm going to be along for the ride i'm so grateful that i get to be there to watch this journey and also to help guide her on this journey with my wife rachel and that's that's my favorite part and i'm also really nervous about her getting any bigger because this is already flying by so fast. This last month, boom, like that, what a loud snap that was. I, I think that's the thing that I'm really nervous about. So I'm trying to appreciate every moment that we have and every day that we have. And yeah, try to put those in the memory bank. That's been a really big thing. Like we all get to do really cool, special things over the course of you know, any given month or every, any given year. And I think it's really important sometimes to take those moments and to make them memories. Like, and I want to, like to be intentional about like storing that in the memory bank. And there's been a lot of times when she's doing something or when I'm, I don't know, I'm at an event or something and I can't believe I'm there. I'm about to interview so-and-so. And I'll just be like, let's just take a second. Like take a second to like look around, take it all in, take it in you know, the five senses here and remember this moment. Like, to actually truly commit it to memory intentionally. And I've been doing that so much with Logan and I love it. And I'm going to continue to do that. So thank you, Jess, for the question. Can't wait to see you out here when you're back in August. And thank you to everyone for all of these great questions. And I hope you enjoyed the seventh edition of Ask CVV can't wait for the next one. Can't wait for all the interviews that we have coming up here in July. can't wait for the second half of the year. I can't believe the first half of the year is done and it's already been the best year that we've ever had for the podcast and it's all because of you. So thank you for always being on this journey with me. I super appreciate you. And if you're not already following the show, please take a second to follow the show wherever you're listening to this right now, and since we end every episode with a quote, I will give you one here from the man himself, Arnold Schwarzenegger. We mentioned him earlier, so why not a quote from Arnold? Strength does not come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. When you go through hardships and decide not to surrender, that is strength. Be great And be grateful and keep an eye out for this thing we're working on. I would love to work together with you as a creator to blow up your brand, whatever it is that you're working on. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one for some more insight.